Hello. Hello. Anybody out there? Uh, at least five people. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Reviews from the Crawl Space. That's Vicky. I'm Douglas. Uh, it's the show we do. We review three vinyl from an inherited collection at random. If this happens to be your first episode that you're turning, tuning in. First, and I hope, if it is the first one, welcome, and and hopefully you stay around for a while. Yeah, and that'd be nice. Put up with our nonsense. Uh, so these are from an inherited collection, three at a time. We don't curate them, we just pull them out and are pleasantly surprised or wildly disappointed, depending <laughs> depending on what happens. Mostly wildly disappointed. Mostly wildly disappointed. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at RFTCS1 and Instagram. Just reviews with the crawl spaces one block in both those places. You can see what we're working on currently. All the album covers that we've worked on in the past, links to the the episodes are all there. We're working on now. There you go. It's all. It's all. So we got you fixed up. You can find us, and we're on anchors and Spotify's and yeah, wherever, I mean, wherever you can get the yeah. podcast. We're we're there. So yeah. no problem. That's not an excuse. I will I will I will stay say that. Um, this sort of this episode has been weird from a few different standpoints, uh, mostly because we've discovered that there seems to be uh, almost a cubby's or a box worth of vinyl that has been put into the put into the cataloging like four years ago, and we have no memory of this occurring. We're there, we haven't reviewed these albums, but they're in there, and it's really fucking confusing when we go on to do our research. It's like why? Why is this in here? And, we, and for, for some of it, we actually have memories of reviewing them. Yeah. Because there's a like you know a Sherry there's a Sherry Ulrich album. I'm pretty sure we've covered. Yeah. So we're kind of in this weird twilight zone now, where there seems to be a stack. And even looking at some of the albums that are coming up, it's there's not even a whole cubby. It's almost. Just... It, I, I, it's almost. It's almost an entire box from when we moved. One of the liquor boxes that we yeah. put albums yeah. into. One of those somehow got put into the into the collection or into the cataloging without like i don't know we just blocked out or yeah i don't know and i've spent hours and hours and hours going through yeah. all of the episodes because we for started these... out on youtube yeah. we had a short stint on soundcloud yep uh and then we switched completely to anchor at episode 38 or yeah 30 like in the mid 30s yeah yeah for sure and um yeah it's it's, it's been bizarre. It has been. It's kind of weird to go and look these up because, you know, we're just put them in there and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, why the hell do we have two copies of this? This was put in here four years ago. I don't recall doing this. So so that's that's a uh, thing that's been kind of going on and, and breaking our brains. So, yeah, we're trying to figure, still trying to figure it out. And one of the other albums that I had pulled out for today's collection we won't be reviewing, it's John Mayall's Turn, The Turning Point. Um We've just kind of come to the conclusion, if it's not playable, if the vinyl's not playable, it's just we're not going to review it because we have to be able to play it on the turntable. And this vinyl is, honestly, it's a, it's like it's been melted somehow. Yeah, like, it's, it's a fine really, line, yeah. and it goes through the grooves. I don't know what has occurred, and there's a bit of it on the backside too, so this album is just done. I'm not going to drag the needle across it. Oh, God, no. So that goes to the pile of... Uh, artwork. Artwork. Art, art projects. Which at this stage is mostly just... Bobby Vinton albums. <laughs> yeah. And Nat King Cole. And Cole, yeah. <laughs> so, to the pile with you, John oh, Mayall. I'm sure. Uglies in there I'm too, sure right? that's not the last time we'll see of that guy. No, no. We've seen him already once or twice. Twice. At least. I think they were both like, live albums for some reason. I think they were both double live albums. Well, 
So okay, so somebody for, forgetting he hurt somebody bad because they fucked up his. That's album. fine. It's not my problem. I've explained nope. why we're not covering it. Nope. So no more conversation about John Mayall until okay. until the next album. All right. <laughs> okay, so speaking of what, what do we have on this episode? Today's show. Yeah. Okay, this episode, uh, a total juxtaposition from last last episode. Oh. This one's going to be short and sweet. Um. Number one is Martha and the Muffins and their album called Trance and Dance. The second album is Volvi. That's not how it goes. Sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> second album is Volvi. Transit. And... No, it's not like that. Sorry. <laughs> Have you cut that all out of your metal. system now? <laughs> Transit Dance. <laughs> no. I wish it was a death metal. Sorry. Um, the second album is Valdi, Countryman. Uh-huh. And the third album that we pulled out in place of the John Mayall album. I'm talking about it again. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Dillards, Tribute to an American Duck. An American or the... Or to the American to Duck. To the American Duck, yeah. To the American Duck. Doesn't matter. We've already, we've already spent too much time on it. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. To the Spoiler alert. Right, you want me to just jump in and get going? Yeah, let's get going. It's okay. not much to talk about. Okay. Martha and the Muffins are a Canadian rock band active from 1977 until well, now. I think they're more, more appropriate. Sorry to step on your fucking research, but I was the rock, but like new wave pop rock. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. And punk, actually. Yeah, yeah. Post punk, yeah, new yeah. wave. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry to fuck up your. <laughs> they were formed in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Trance and Dance was their second studio album released in 1980. Uh, this band was started by a couple of art school students from Ottawa, David Miller and Mark Gain, and their lineup debuted at an Ontario College of Art Halloween party. Hmm. Uh, they chose the name Martha and the Muffins, A, because their lead singer is named Martha, and B, because they wanted to distance, them, distance themselves from the aggressive names adapted by many punk bands over of their era they're just shells for the muffin industry big muffin got them big muffin got them yeah <laughs> so yeah martha was their lead singer and keyboardist what else is going on hey by the way can't we need a we need a uh, like one of those fucking air horns for can con can con yeah because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got two of them on this uh oh yeah this podcast uh, producer Ma- Mark Howlett, 395 producing credits to his name. Gowan Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, which I haven't heard of forever. Yeah. Uh, Flock of Seagulls, Sniffin' the Tears, another one I haven't heard for a while. Oh, wow. Thompson Twins and Joan Armitrading. Well, we've covered Joan. We've covered Thompson Twins. You say Thompson Twins? Thompson Twins, Thompson yeah. Twins, Sniffin' the Tears should be coming up pretty soon. <laughs> and... Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And the other one, I think this is somewhere in there. Anyways. So. There is a lot of, uh, I noticed that as well. Like, you know, we have the CanCon connection. You do you know. have that Martha, Martha and the Muffins album I uh, do. handy there? So, can okay, continue? The song listing? Suburban Dream, yeah. Okay, track listing. Suburban Dream, Luna Park, Wa- Was Ezo, Teddy the Dink, Symptomatic Love, and Primal Weekend. Side two, halfway through the week. Am I on? Motorbiking, which was written by Chris Spedding, Spedding who we've talked yeah. about on oh, the yeah. show before. Been on here twice, I think. About insomnia, be blase, 
Trance and Dance. Now, they did release three uh, singles from this album. Yeah, I could see that. Suburban Dream, Was Ezo, and About Insomnia. Oh, hilarious. And those are none of the songs that I would have, like, would have put out there as a single. Yeah, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> it does sound, a couple of them just said that Ezo one or Ezo, whatever it is. That one sounded really familiar. For context, their before album was called Metro Music. They released it in 1979. Mm -hmm. And it contained their hit Echo Beach, yeah, which is okay. the song that I They're, know. Yeah, I was going to say, that's how I know them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, their after album was This is the Ice Age in 1981. So, first run through this album, I thought, oh, this is kind of quirky. I like it. It kind of reminded me a little of the B-52s. B-52s. got some of that in there. Some, like, talking heads. Yeah, so... It was kind of quirky. The third time through, honest to fucking God, I wanted to rip it off that record player and throw <laughs> it out the goddamn window. Oh, really? Hey. It was just too busy. Like, it was just too... It annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah. Well, there's... That's funny, because the one, the one song in particular that I like is probably the song that made you go over the edge. Which one? Uh, Primal, uh, Primal Weekend. Because uh... that's the one where it's just, like, chaos, and it's about five minutes long. And it, yeah, no, I, I really like that song, actually. <laughs> of course you do. I'm not sure. I don't know the name of it, but um, there was some songs on here that I liked. Yeah, there's some good stuff, yeah. Um, but honestly, overall, this album is not for me. It, well, the thing is, it's that it's uh, it's uneven. It's so fucking uneven. That Chris Spedding song is terrible on here. Yeah. It has no business being on this album. I, I don't know if they were just doing it for filler because they, they had no... Because I did read that they, for this album, they were really rushed in doing it to capitalize on Echo Beach. Echo Beach, yeah. And they didn't really have enough material. It's just that song is stupid, and I don't like it on, on here. Cause it, it, but there's a couple of songs like that that did... The album doesn't mesh together very well. No, it's... But there's some good songs. Yeah, it goes from annoying to... Yeah, well, see, I'm, I'm the opposite experience as you on this one. The first time we heard the first song, I was like, motherfucker, I do not want to hear this shit for like a whole album but then the more we've listened to it the more i've actually really enjoyed it and i will say the three songs i enjoyed the most are symptomatic love primal weekend and trance and dance i think those i don't think those are the three best songs and I, why none of them are the singles beyond me but uh but yeah i, I enjoyed that and it was, like i said the more we listened to it the more i actually enjoyed it i do agree with you about the noise it needs any some needs more bass more low end a little bit and um the sound stage, when you have that much stuff going on, can seem crowded and yeah. kind of annoying when it needed to be expanded so it has room to breathe, but everything sounds like it's coming at you in this narrow tunnel. Yeah, if I never hear another uh, Echo Beach, I, I, it's a good song, and I liked it. Song. And I never owned a Martha and the Muffins album, and, uh, you know, this just, like I said, it was not my... Well, and like I said, it's it's too. With my final comment there, it's too too uneven to listen to as a whole album, and that's why too you much you need to throw some of these songs onto a list, and that's that list will be fucking great because this is some good deep deep cut shit here, CanCon wise particularly. So it will improve a list, but yeah, as a whole album, I, I generally agree that I couldn't do it. They did quite a few albums together. Um, um, no, after this one, Martha bailed, and then they got the, a new Martha. Yeah, they this Martha, the original Martha, but not a singer Martha. Ma Martha bailed, and then the bass player also bailed, I believe, after that as well. So then they had a new iteration that continued on. So yeah. there were some original people, but not the original people. Yeah. 
Um, so ep <coughs> episode one fifteen, I've already said that. Yeah, Transcendence, uh, Martha and the Muffins, Bin Disc, Virgin Records, Catalog VL two two o seven, Canada nineteen eighty. This is an original, and it does have a hole punch. Not surprising. Um, yeah, this this collection is just full of like. Uh, sequels nobody asked for. Um, <laughs> nope. Sequels nobody deserved. Dessert, yeah. <laughs> the condition, the cover, uh, is, like I said, there's a hole punch, but it's okay. Um, the spine is mostly readable, except for just the last two numbers in the catalog, of course, which makes it kind of difficult. But it's, it's uh, that's not Vods Valdi. Where's my. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, there it is. I have it. You absconded with it. I did. Okay. I wanted to make sure I had the right. Because oh. you said the songs were different. Yeah, they were just like the, the, the first two, particular. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. I don't yeah. know why they changed One of the them order. did. Like, I found this was the list on Wikipedia. Okay. And it had them in the correct order. Mm -hmm. But I find that if it's going to be wrong, it's usually Discogs. Yeah. Where the information is incorrect. Cause, yeah, because it's probably a different version or a newer version of it put yeah. out. Yeah, yeah something. Um, so, yeah, the, the case is. All right, it's doable. It's good. Um, we have where we are here. The sleeve is good to very good. Actually, very good because it's not stained. It's a white sleeve and it's original with lyrics and it's not ripped. It's really that's honestly. Oh, but we were talking about the, the size the, of the print. The lyric, the lyric print is hilarious. They honestly set it to the smallest setting they possibly <laughs> on a print machine. You need a magnifying glass. It's so <laughs> tiny. It's oh my god. It's hilarious. Just like they could have bumped it up a couple points and it would fit on there just fine. Oh, yeah, because there's still lots of white space. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I think yeah. it's a great fuck you to everybody. You want to see it? You're going to need a magnifying glass. Get <laughs> your glasses out. Get your readers out. Um, <clears throat> the vinyl is very good. I like new, except for, <clears throat> pardon me, a small scuff on side two. Not a scratch of scuff, but other than that, perfect. Still has some sharp edges. And the audio, I, like I have it as a decent enough rock mix, but as I have I said, it could use more low end, and the sound field was kind of small. And it's a, kind of what you were talking about, where it's just it just gets like a noise tunnel. Oh yeah, it was just. Um, <clears throat> so art direction by Peter Saville, Saville, uh, cover painting by Martha Ladley. Who uh, was the Martha? Who's of Martha the of the Muffins? Yeah, she she was the main muffin. <laughs> the head muffin. <laughs> the head muffin. <laughs> Pete, uh, an English graphic designer, best known for his work with Factory Records. Uh, this is his first time on the show. His other credits include uh, Joy Division, New Order, and Roxy Music, and Duran Duran. So he's kind of in that. <coughs> so obviously Factory Records had a lockdown on the new wave coming in. Uh, so Martha, Martha Valley, front muffin, uh, <laughs> front of the band. Uh, she's actually an assistant professor of, professor of design at Ontario's College of Art and Design. Uh, 21 visual credits. Well, is that interesting? Because that's where they That's where they started. Well, that's, yeah, she's a professor there still teaching um, stuff, art and design, huh. whatever. So, that's yeah, that's, that's funny. And I read that, I'm like, what? But yeah. then when you, when you said your part where they came from, it's like, oh, shit, okay, this part makes sense now because yeah. that's where... Yeah. <laughs> so she just, like, did this for a little bit. And then I think she had a, bit, a tiny bit of a solo career, but most of it was, like, yeah. back in... Yep, she did have some somewhat of a solar career. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, twenty one <laughs> visual solar. solar career. Twenty one <laughs> visual. Might have been solar too. I don't know. Maybe she did. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. Never these know. days. <laughs> uh, her visual credits include uh, Peter Gabriel, New Order, and well, this this album, of course. Wow, that's interesting. That's it for me. Okay, so uh, Discogs forty five for sale from two dollars. 
550 people have it, 43 want it. It gets 3.72 out of 5 with 43 people rating it. Hmm. Uh, resale value on this album, $2.50, $5, $10.88. Now, I'm giving this for my own personal opinion of this album. I give it 1 out of 5. <laughs> but if you are a punk fan, you might really like it. Post-punk fan or a muffin head. Or a muffin head, yeah. <laughs> I gave it three. I um, I think they have half of a good album here, but the problem is, is that half that's not good is not good. Cool. And you can't listen, like I said, you can't just listen to it as a whole. So make a list, put songs on there, with a bunch of other stuff, and that's it. So yeah, three. It's funny we don't usually um, we're not usually that far apart. So that's interesting. Yeah, well, like you said, the more we listen to it, you. Disliked it more and more. We listened to it, the more I liked it. Yeah, yeah. My my first the first impression for me was hmm, I like this. Yeah, it was like you said, a little beefy, a little quirky. But but yeah. Uh, yeah. today listening to it while well we're now doing... we I, now we have to go listen to the other album, the first album. Then mm, we can do that. I doubt it's in there. That would. Well, I doubt it's in there, but we could. Oh, oh look at you yawning on the podcast. Oh. Stay tuned, everybody. Listen to Vicky yawn. <laughs> I've been so tired since the time change. Sorry. Okay, what do we got? What do we got? Valdi. Okay, cool. <laughs> Valdi Countryman. So his name is Paul Valdemar Horstel. Mm, okay. Otherwise roll, known as Valdi. Rolls off the tongue. He's a Canadian folk and country musician whose solo career began in the early 70s. Valdi is the winner of two Juno Awards, and for those of you who don't know what Junos are, they're the Canadian equivalent to Grammys. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the winner of two Juno Awards for Folk Singer of the Year and Folk Entertainer of the Year, although it didn't tell me what year. Mm, probably the 70s. Uh, and he received seven additional Juno nominations over his career. His 14 albums have achieved sales of nearly half a million copies, and four have been certified gold. Countryman was his first studio album, released in 1972, and it went to number 39 on the Canadian charts and spawned two singles. Hmm. Producer, a uh, fellow by the name of Claire Lawrence, with 55 producing credits like to Can his name. Canadian stuff. He also, uh, Susan Jacks, Minglewood Band, Valdi. So yeah, Canadian. Yeah. Canadian bands were his thing the track listing on this album side one country man place at the table the good song mm, 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 mm. <laughs> rainmaker uh, b rock and roll song hello mr record man see how the years have gone by going down slow bruce and the green stock go into the country and a reprise of country man apparently yeah this is like half so a good song uh, was one of the singles that was released from this album. It went to number nine on the Canadian charts, and "Rock and Roll Song," which is the song that I knew from this album. Yeah, I, hell yeah, even I knew that one. Um, and I, I went to number seventeen. Sorry, and the other one. Okay, okay, you finished everything. Sorry, I was going to say that the other song that I knew besides the one you just mentioned was that mm -mm 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 song. Yeah, I was surprised, and it's actually. Really fucking good song. I like the way it like breaks and time changes and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, this was a good album. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was mostly folk, a little bit of country. A little bit of and, rock. And um, 
I first got, I think that I owned all the albums in my day. Mm-hmm. I first was exposed to him when I went to work after high school at the Columbia Icefields. Oh, and okay. we had kids there from all across Canada who were working. And we had no radio, no TV, nothing like that. But somebody had a record player <laughs> and people brought their albums. Three albums. <laughs> and so I was... Uh, <coughs> I was exposed to Valdi back then and, okay. and really liked his stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and this is, for me, this is the first time I've listened to one of his albums. And like I said, I was surprised that I knew two of the songs on here. It's still, like, there's still probably, like, a song or so that I don't really give a shit about. But I agree with you. Overall, it's, it's, a, it's a really strong album. Maybe there. the more country. Yeah, that when it gets into that country, oh, country life, and like, oh, fuck, whatever, whatever, dude. <laughs> they all say the same thing. Yet they all live in the fucking city and make money. Whatever. So here's Valdi. He's born in Ottawa. Whatever. It's his awesome. His and you know his lyrics are good. He, he fucking plays. His his voice is nice. Oh yes, I love his voice. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah, yeah. I love his voice. So here he is. He he's uh, born in Ottawa. He's seventy six years old now. Yep. And he lives on Salt Spring Island. So we're all the old rockers. We're all the old rockers. <laughs> Sherry Ulrich lives there. Seriously, people, go if you go to Salt Spring <laughs> Island right now. Catch the ferry out there. You can just walk around that island for a day or so, and you run, run you into a bunch of these. You a lot of famous uh, Canadian musicians. Oh, yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing, yeah. <laughs> if you know what they look like when they're old. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, you've been walking down there, and you see, the, yeah, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of them that live on Salt Spring, too. They should probably, they should, I wonder if they do a concert every year. <laughs> I don't know, I could, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The retired all-star Canadian <laughs> The Salt Spring all-star musicians, yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. I'd go. Yeah, I was going to say, I would consider that, if, especially be, if it's outdoors. That'd be f- oh, yeah, it probably would be. Um, so, 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 yeah, I was going to say, uh, and like I said, there isn't too much information about this album either. No. Oh, not really. No, to the point where I don't even, I didn't even write down any context for this. Like, obviously this was his first Very one. Very first one, yeah. But I don't know what his after album was. Oh, shit. I did look at it because it, it was listed on Discogs, or on uh, Wikipedia. Okay. While uh, you're doing your bit, I'll go look. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to check to make sure that I have all my notes here. I said, yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> Countryman, Valdi, Haida Records, Catalog, HL5101, Canada, 1972. This is an original pressing, original run. The condition, the cover is in very good, almost borderline like new, which is amazing to me considering this is a white cover. This is a light white cover and it looks like it just came out of the fucking wrapping that honestly which is amazing because i I bet this album got played uh quite a bit it's got a really cool cover too yeah so the cover if you whip over to uh instagram to see it reviews from the crawl space the cover is it's a black and white photo mostly black and white photo of him and he's got the big bushy beard and long hair, but that kind of blends into, it turns into a tree that's rooted in the ground. It's, it is kind of cool, but it's really basic, which is kind of like the best combination of things. Um, where are we at here? So that's good. Uh, the sleeve, there was no sleeve, which is a bummer. The vinyl's in very good, or is good condition considering there are some small scratches and small scuffs, but there's nothing that affected didn't pop or skip or any shit like that. It, and actually, I'm going to get to what the most interesting. One of the most interesting things about this album here is that out of the for the audio, this is the best sounding one of the three. This sounded this album sounded really fucking good. Yeah. You could the, the play the guitar had weight to it. It didn't, wasn't like wasn't super bassy or anything like that, but everything had weight to it. There was there was some rich tones. I was really surprised that how well this was done, considering yeah, a lot of country albums are just like yeah, here you go. 
get in front of the microphone. It's all mostly mono. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like that. And uh, some really good drum playing, too, for, yes. a, for a country album. Yeah. So it was kind of, like I said, kind of surprising. I'd say it's more folk. It's yeah, kind of a combo. Folk, folk country, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not like the next album kind of country, super twangy. Oh, that's bluegrass then. Oh, uh, well, it's progressive bluegrass, but we'll get there. <laughs> so, uh, Art Direction by Roland Young, designed by Mike Muir and Chuck Beeson, a photo by Jim McCre- McCreary. Uh, so, Roland, a part of Roland Young Designs, an American art American art director, photographer, and designer with 450 credits. He's been on the show previously with Krista Berg's Spanish Train, Spanish Trains, Train? Billy Preston, I wrote a simple okay. song. Yeah, so the two, two of those. And then his other uh, <clears throat> other credits of his include Cheech and Chong, Booker T, and Kim Carnes. Uh, Mike Muir, there's now... Mike Muir, the problem with that is that, okay, so there's no information about the Mike Muir who worked on this album. The problem is, is that he's a name also of the, the head guy from the band Suicidal Tendencies. So, oh, interesting. So all, and it's not the same guy that did it because it, yeah. the age doesn't work. It's yeah, a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, there's nothing for that. For, for Chuck, art director, designer with 470 credits, Joan Baez, Chilliwack, Niels Lofgren. Huh, all cool, the cool. classics. And sorry, last guy, Jim. Award-winning American photog with 236 credits to his name. He's been on the show once with Billy Preston. Uh, other credits include Carol King, Styx, and Doctor Hook. I'm done. All right. So the after album for this uh, was called Landscapes, and it was released in 1973 for context. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Discogs, 19 for sale for five dollars. 534 people have it. 28 people want it. It gets 3.79 out of 5 with 34 people rating. Resale value, $6.25, $14.25.95 in best condition. Ooh, the star of the so day, and that is definitely in best condition. We would get we would get uh, at least 25 for that, for sure. Uh, yeah, so what do you give it? I give it 3 out of 5. I also give it 3 out of 5. Um... The because uh, my thing is is grab those songs, chuck it on a list. Here's a problem: this album's not on, on Spotify. No. Which made it kind of sometimes hard to listen to it because you have to be at home with the fucking turntable, so you can't just listen to it while you're on the go or on the road, or like doing whatever. We can't just turn it on like we there, usually do. Was there songs of his on? Yes, but none of these. None of these. Oh, interesting. There's like there's like one album of his on there, maybe two, and they're they're modern albums. They're from the 2000 era. Interesting. So, uh, so Valdi as well as the Dillards are both not on Spotify, but right. But cares about the Dillards. So okay, uh, three and uh, Valdi down. Bye, Valdi. Yeah. So it's a good album. Okay. All right. So last but not least, mm-hmm. the Dillards tribute to the American Duck. Uh, the Dillards are an American bluegrass band from Salem, Missouri, popularly known as the Darlings on the Andy Griffith Show. For those of you who are familiar, I thought you would find this interesting. A thousand years old. Um, where they introduced bluegrass to many Americans who had never heard it. It was a recurring role, and actor Denver Pyle played their father and jug player in the series between 63 and 66. Well, it sure was nice of white people to reappropriate that for the larger <laughs> audiences. 
Tribute to the American Duck was their seventh album released in 1973. Uh, the producer on this album is Rodney Dillard, who is a band member. Yeah. He played lead vocals and guitar. Uh, he has 40 production credits to his name, mostly the Dillards, but also Pat Boone and a fellow name of Jim Stafford, who I remember doing hmm. stuff when I was a kid. Track listing on this album, Side A, Music is Music, Caney yeah. Creek, Dooley, Love Has Gone Away, You've Got You've Got to Be Strong, Side B, Carry Me Off, Smile For Me, Hot Rod Banjo, Daddy Was a Mover, and What's... What's time to a hog? Mm-hmm. It's actually a great example of why I hate this album. For context, uh, the before album was Roots and Branches, written or released in 1972, and the after album was called Country Tracks in 1976. It's like... It's like Spawned by Satan, but not in a good metal way. It's, it's just like the worst of... It's like... Dillard's is like mixing having to drink a glass full of orange juice and toothpaste. That's what these guys are, man. I fucking hate this music. This, yeah, I'm this not blue, a fan this, of bluegrass this either. This bluegrassy twangy bullshit. And what's worse about just that, it's not just that. On top of it, they've tried to work in this hippy-dippy rock, pop rock bullshit at the same time in some of the songs. So you have this weird clash between like jug blowing and like uh, the Carpenters. <laughs> Oh man, I fucking I fucking hate this album. I know we listened to it what three times. Yeah, and I have totally purged everything yeah, from my memory. I, I cannot you. remember <laughs> this album. I think <coughs> when you dropped the needle on the first track, oh yeah, my it was brain just, like, just went nope. It, it's that it, it's like that Homer card, like when it shows in the inside yeah. of Homer's head, and it's that monkey with the tambourines. Yeah, oh with the symbols, yeah. That's or the t- the symbols. That's what happens when you put this album on. Oh yeah, more just the part where his brain just like it's like forget this, I'm out of here, and his brain just leaves. <laughs> That's this music. Here. So many Homer references. Oh yeah. We could have for this. Because honestly, I can't. I cannot remember anything and, other than and, going. And from what I remember, it didn't sound great either. It uh, <laughs> like from a, from like an actual sonic point, it's just like I mean, not to give Satan a bad name because. <laughs> I love so much of his music, but holy fuck. Oh my god. So, did yeah. you, yeah, uh, yeah, tribute to the American Duck, <laughs> the Dillards, Poppy, Re- Poppy Records catalog, PP-LA-175F, uh, Canada, 1974, original pressing, condition, the cover is poor, it's broken, and it's not just the glue that's broken, it's worn through on the bottom, uh, the sleeve is plain paper, and it's just shredded and broke it down. I hope it's not because your parents dragged it from party. Oh, they party listened party. to the shit out of this. You know they did. Uh, and I would say, everybody go listen to it, including my parents, go listen to it on Spotify, except it's it's not on Spotify. So this album... You know where you'd be able to find it, probably? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is usually got... Yeah, yeah it's usually got all this cranky old music. <laughs> and videos to it, too. Yeah. Um, so the vinyl is in good condition. It has a few small scratches scratches and scuffs but it played fine unfortunately <laughs> um the audio was okay i said it, it tended towards too high end again although it definitely had a little bit better of a sound field than than um Markley muffins it just it it just lacked again so designed by john kehi kehi uh, cover photo by fred valentine liner photo by barbara harris art direction by mark salisbury 
cracking John. Uh, Boston-based graphic designer with 65 credits and has been on the show with... Okay, this is we ran into some troubles because this yeah. is where I was like, oh, these are all the albums. We've covered these albums. No, this is the albums that we haven't covered. So I'm just going to erase those ones from memory. And so here's, he's been on the show with Heart's Little Queen, which I do remember as covering. We did, yeah. Yes. Uh, his other credits include Sparks, Eddie Money, and Black Sparks? Oak. Sparks. And the Dillard's in the same? He's covering a lot. Wow. Yeah, well, when you go when you're covering Heart, you get Sparks, Eddie Money, and Black Oak, and then these guys, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much all of it in there. That's yeah, that's uh, pretty spectacular. <laughs> Fred Valentine, American Photog, with 93 credits on the show once before with the Oak Ridge Boys, Y'all Come Back Saloon, which I remember us loving that album yeah. from my, what I recall. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> right there with the Dillards. Uh, other credits for Fred include Kinky Friedman, JoJo Gunn, Bow, Pat Boone. What's a day without JoJo Gunn and Jay Ferguson? It's, it's not funny. a day. It's not a day. That's it's funny, I... <laughs> too. It's thinking back to the Oak Ridge Boys, the only thing that I know I would have liked about them was that dude with the really low Oh, the really low. He yeah. covers the, the baritone. That was one job. I, I'm off track. That was one job. Okay, so uh, where am I now? You, you got me all. Oh yeah, I was still talking about. I was thinking about JJ Ferguson or Jay, Jay Ferguson. Jay Ferguson shirts. Yeah, <laughs> we just need to get a. We just need a shot of Jay Ferguson. We should put Jay Ferguson. That'll be. We'll sell those shirts. Views <laughs> from the crawl space. Jay Ferguson. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. We'll put a list of his movie. Uh, hey, well, you know what? If Jay on the back, it'd be fucking great if Jay Ferguson sent us a cease and desist. That would be like we'd have to end this show because how else do you top that? When you start getting cease and desist orders from people, that's that's be great. Jay Ferguson doesn't even know we're alive. Exactly. That means he'd have to listen to it, and that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. Sorry, where was I? Oh, yeah, Barbara Harris. Bar. Where, where were you? Yeah, Bar- Just a sec. Just a sec. Just a sec. Hold on. <laughs> Barbara Harris. Nothing. I don't know. There's nothing here about her. Nothing about nowhere. Um, Mike Salisbury. Art director, designer, with four, 104 credits. Been on the show with e- ELO2, Ricky Lee Jones. And some of his other credits include Don McLean and Asleep at the Wheel. Which are pretty... We've done Not this one, the but wheel. yeah, we've done a... Yeah, yeah we've yeah. done an Asleep at the Wheel. All right. Wrap it up. Take it home, baby. Oh, you done? Oh, Jesus, yes. Discogs, six for, six for sale Sweet from $4.99. 63 people have it, 7 people want it, and get this, 4.5 out of 5. I know, it's... it's with 4 people I know, rating. it's wrong. Those 4 people... It's probably just their mom. ...need medical help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, $6.25, wow. $6.63, and $7. We can't even get money for it. <laughs> it's not even worth shipping. <laughs> oh, God, no. I just kick it out the front door. <laughs> Yeah. So I give it zero out of five. Zero for because, it. Because like I actually I just said, my only note is just burn it with fire because that's that's my literally only note. See right there, that's it. No, I've had enough of that. This crap. Enough of that genre. And it's not going to be the end of it. I know it's oh, not no. the end of it, but oh no. Well, at least when it, it comes to I blame to, your dad's newfie blood for that. Uh, just well, maybe just the generation, but um. But the thing is with that is that maybe there, I mean, there's gonna be more bluegrass, but maybe there's gonna be better blue. 
bluegrass. Yeah, and... because to be honest, there was one. There's one genre that we absolutely despised. Besides bluegrass. And uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, he does. oh, 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 yeah, and yeah, 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 Stevie yeah, Ray yeah. Vaughan, and it's like we were born again, whatever genre fans. Stevie Ray Vaughan is um, uh, blues, like blues rock, like yeah. like Texas kind of blues rock, which is which is fine because like we say Stevie Ray Vaughan, but we loved that album and yeah, and that, did, yeah. but that genre of music, yes, is also one yeah. that we've grown to dislike quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, <laughs> mostly because it makes up part of like a good chunk of the collection and i mean if you are bluegrass fans i'm sure you'll love this album yes that's the, the flip side of it i will i will say that too if you're not particularly familiar with them that yeah you probably yeah if you're into bluegrass especially progressive bluegrass uh yeah i actually have to say i agree with you check it out and the title of this album is just like tribute to the american duck like it's just <laughs> it's just an awesome title yeah, I'll give him that. I am once again, like the the cover of this album is, is I like that actually. It's the duck a goose. This is weird. That's a goose, but uh, it's a goose. But he's just standing in the middle of the highway, looking at thing, and they're like, "What?" Well, I guess they couldn't call it tribute to the American goose. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess it's no. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like, at least they don't like have a picture of like a mallard duck or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, check check it out. If you're not into bluegrass, oh my god, avoid it. Yes, it's like ter- the plague. Terrible. So, best of three. I've been thinking about this because it's kind of like it's tied. It's really tied between Valdi and Martha and the Muffins. I will say that Valdi is probably a better album overall, but um, I kind of like the same amount. So, I don't know. I'm stuck on that one. I'm definitely Valdi. My, my favorite of the three was Valdi. Yeah. So I put you down for both. I yeah, yeah, both both is going to have to be the way because I thought they were, like I said, very very different albums. Like oh, <laughs> pop, folk, definitely, funk, most new definitely. wave, <laughs> and like you said folk country, but uh, yeah, equally for different reasons. I think okay. so. I'll let you do that. <laughs> Wrap it up, baby. Anything else? I don't think there's anything else, and hopefully next week's albums are. It's funny because, you know, we pulled these albums last week right after we finished the episode. Always, yeah, we always. We were on such a high. We yeah, because we like, holy crap, it's great. We were hippity hopping around the apartment going, oh man, that was so good. Then we pulled these three and it took us till Thursday to get to, to even listen, listen to it once. To listen to. To get to listening to the first and one. And that's why we're doing it today because we just well, procrastinated. And, and not being able to listen to them more out and about. Uh, as well, so that kind of makes it a bit of an issue sometimes. We have been preoccupied by weather the last two days. Yes, we've had some wild, some wild storms here. Yeah, wild, so. crazy storms, uh, atmospheric rivers, mm-hmm. flooding. It's taking out a lot of the highways in BC. Infrastructure, yeah. Um, it's it's yeah, uh, flooding. Whole towns have been evacuated. And we went down to the ocean so that we could do some storm chasing. Yeah, some storm chasing got got blown. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we really did. And uh, so that's kind of why we're a little bit late, because the storms were between Sunday and Monday, and we just Yeah, got... it was just, we were out just doing other, and then, like I said, finding ways to procrastinate. Doing things that we love. Just procrastinating, yeah. really, is what we were doing, so we don't have to deal with these All albums. Right. So, okay. Anyways, thank you for listening. Later. Toodaloo. Oh, thank you.